Charlie McMahon. This is Lori Horseman. Lori, this is our first recording of the new year, and your arm is in, in a sling. The listeners cannot see it, but you are one tough gal because you're here today. And what happened? What happened? Uh, walked a Doberman who saw a squirrel and ended up getting <laughs> a slap tear in the rotator cuff. So, wow, we're surviving. Wow, and I still kept her. <laughs> and up when the dog saw something, it just snapped its neck. But yeah. this one snapped, this dog snapped, snapped your shoulder because it went after yes. the squirrel. <laughs> well, well, thanks for being here. I'm not so sure you should be here today. That's okay. But I'd rather restrain a fanatic than resurrect a corpse any there day. There you go. So we're, we're, I'm really excited. One of the, if you ask me in 2023, one of the things I'm most excited about is Mind Hope. I, I just, we were just talking um, about the fact that it's an oncoming tsunami with, we are we are trying to prep ahead of that oncoming reality that is also present reality for so many people we know and um hopefully we're not just reacting but we're preparing to mm -hmm. to a reality that is that is i don't know i don't know if in our lifetime i would ever think of something that for lack of a better way of doing it would exceed cancer Mm. as the ominous cloud like did we ever really think that you know when we were growing up that was the no. c word it was yeah. it was that, that's not true anymore no. uh, yeah. uh it's not it's not a death sentence but this is this, this is. is a different deal um most of the doctors that i train and work with now even they say they're more afraid to of a dementia diagnosis themselves personally than they are of cancer because we have cures for cancer exactly. we have things that we can do to reverse you can remove the cancer you cannot remove dementia and once it takes hold, it's aggressive, and it's going to go at its own rate. And the only way to end that disease is through death. So it's, yeah, this is probably more fearful. Never has preventative steps been more relevant than right. they are with this subject matter. I was reading an article, Brian, of uh, Brian's song, Brian Piccolo, his grandson plays at football at UD. Mm -hmm. There was an article in the Dayton Daily News last fall about him, and Brian Piccolo's cancer that he died from was 97% fatal in 1969 when he was diagnosed it's 95 percent cured today right thing i mean that, that right there yep. is cancer a huge challenge i hope the listeners are not hearing me minimize it it's just we, we just went uh, we just went from facing saruman to sauron like you know if you <laughs> use a lord of the rings analogy okay we, we thought saruman was big this is this is this, no. is, this is this is a bigger this deal is bigger. And, it's, it's, um, uh, and the other thing too is it's kind of scary because people they don't know if it's hereditary they don't know and i, I tell people it's only one percent hereditary it's 99 percent lifestyle and then they're like well what's the lifestyle choices well how come this can be approved by the fda and it, listen it's, it's one of those things where you have to wake up and you just have to start educating mm -hmm. yourself to everything you put into your body, not just the food you eat, but, even, but the stuff that you focus your brain on. I mean, it, the negativity and stuff. I was talking about this to my daughter, Jordan, that the negative stuff goes in and it focuses in there and it festers in there. And you can have a mindset. We've even talked about how certain stresses can trigger and bring on certain types of dementia. And there's studies that have shown this. But we're not talking about this stuff. And one of the things we're doing at Players Box right now is Dr. Caroline Leaf points out that every second your body's producing 800,000 new cells, you literally, by your thinking, can imprint toxicity onto those cells. Yes, very much so. You are your own brain surgeon yep. and body conditioner yeah. through that. Uh, you know, you think about it, every second. Mm -hmm. And we'll have them go count 1,000. 
800,000 cells. Now, <laughs> now, one got imprinted on that. Positivity, health, right. renewal. Where, you, where the brain goes, yeah, literally the body follows. Jeez, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So today, this is Mind Hope. What we want to do today is start this new year. Okay, wh- what, what are we talking about when we're talking about Mind Hope? So let's break this down. When we talk about the mind, what are we talking about, and how is that different than the brain? Hmm. Okay. Here's how I see it from the work that I do. The, the mind is your conscious part of it. It's the part that you're focusing on, you're bringing in. It's the part that you can train. It's the part that you can control. The brain in itself is the organ that we're going to try to adjust. So if you think of it like a bicep, you know, the bicep is the muscle. You're the one that's going to actually control how you condition that, how you strengthen mm-hmm. it, or if you just let it atrophy. So that's the difference to me. So really the mind good. is the conscious part that's your how you choose to see things. You know, it's your attitude. It's how you choose to focus on stuff. It's the exercises that you choose to do. It's the regimen. It's your daily routine that you set up and what you allow in and what you take hostage and what you just let kind of like wash over you. The brain is what we're trying to control. Mm-hmm. Because the brain controls every aspect of your body. Everything. It's just a big ball of plastic made up of mostly fat and water. What you do with it is up to the mind. Yeah. So we talk, you know, today, I, you know, the biggest discovery in the last 25 years is neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. We used to think, hey, sorry, the brain you were born with is the brain you were born with. <laughs> at and all. at about 25, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. that is not true. You literally, you don't change your mind with your brain. You change your brain with your, with mind. your mind. Yes. And I, I, that's why one of my, you know, my, my sub-interest is neuroscience because it's just unbelievable. Of course, then we, we, when we you know, conjunctively look at this with the scriptures, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans mm-hmm. 12, 1 and 2. Be transformed. Mm-hmm. We now literally know that that is true. Yes. You, you renew your mind. You renew yourself from head right. to toe. We've all seen it in somebody. We've mm-hmm. all seen that person get that cancer diagnosis, but they refuse to give in to that diagnosis. They rebuke that diagnosis, and the mind takes over and starts controlling and changing everything. Mm-hmm. I watched my mom do it. She was given a diagnosis of like 12 months to live, and she went on for another 15 years. It's, it's, we've all seen people do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's not that they were blessed with something that the rest of us weren't. They just decided to take control of the situation and really focus in on what's going to be and what's not going to be. Okay, so let's go off that then. The mind is the conscious, active reality that has volition within it. It it has conscious choice within it. We chose to call this mind hope Mm -hmm. because implicit to that, to hope, is the word control, really. That that I'm not hopeless means that there's something I can do that's a part of living through, living out this reality. And so the idea of hope is you're not a helpless victim. So let's break that down because someone who's listening to this and their, their mother is slowly being lost in this long goodbye. Mm-hmm. Let's start with them. Let's start with then that person who goes, oh my gosh, am I going right. down this slope? And there's nothing I can do to prevent it. Of course, the reason we choose to call this mind hope is because no, there's hope. There, there is. There's, there's there a lot is. of hope. And that's the part that really spurred me on because a few years ago, I, that was me. I was the daughter. I was the sister. And I had this in my life. And I'm like, I guess if this is my lot in life, this is it. And that's not true. We've known there has been so much research that's gone on. And why we're not screaming this from the mountaintops, I don't know. But just like that piece of paper I gave you with those quotes there, that we know that doing different types of cognitive exercises, not unlike going to the gym and doing physical exercises or having a 
cleaned up diet of things that you consume, you can do the same thing to your brain by doing these types of exercises. The problem is, is that a lot of people are like, well, it is what it is. Nope, that's negative. Mm. If you flip the script and you go hopeful and start to control it, I've seen it happen to people. I've seen their cognitive scores improve. I've seen their mm. mental functioning improve, their focus improve. Even people with ADHD who think, well, this is just how I am. Nope, you can control that. Wow, that's amazing. You can control all of that. Or you can choose to let it get on top of you and you sink underneath Okay, it. so, you know, obviously, just to stop there for a minute, because Mind Hope, as we, again, this is, it's cousin is Player's Box, so mm -hmm. it, it, we're, we're doing these two things at once. But at Player's Box, we always open a, a training session with a group of parents or students by saying, you know, I'll draw the cliff, the emotional, mental cliff. I'll draw an ambulance at the bottom, a fence at the top, and we'll say, we're not the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. We're the fence at the top. Right. We're here for preventative purposes to train you in how to think so that you don't slide down that emotional, mental cliff. And the interesting thing about Mind Hope is we're both in the sense that we're here to help those who have loved ones who've slid down the cliff. Correct. But we're also here for those of us that... This don't is the fence. We don't want to slide cliff. down that yeah, cliff. Because there's slide. one thing better than sliding down that cliff and trying to stall it. Mm -hmm. That slide, it's an icy, it's an icy slope, very, by the way. Very. It's it's the preventative measure. So please hear that today. You don't have to slide down that cliff. You do not have to do that. Mm -mm. We're going to, with Mind Hope, help build uh, that fence. And we're going to get into this in our next recording session, but let's open that up now. I'm gonna I'm gonna read these four statements that that you gave me in preparation, and then I want you to comment on these, okay? So Stanford Medicine stated in 2020, cognitive stimulation has been shown to be an effective habit for preserving cognitive degeneration. Low education is a risk factor for dementia mm -hmm. and degenerative disease. So stimulating the brain can be helpful in minimizing the risk of cognitive impairment and degenerative diseases. Boom. Top of mind right now. You're sitting across from someone who goes, okay, tell me, Lori, tell me something to do today. I know a couple months ago we had a whole session on this, but again, what Give us one, two, three things that are that cognitive stimulation that's just a daily investment. Cognitive stimulation from a daily investment. I want you to take like 15 minutes a day. So decide 15 minutes a day and read something that is important to you, interests you. Um, you know, I've even said before, I don't care if you read the cereal box, but if you're just reading mm -hmm. out loud for 15 minutes a day, that's cognitive stimulation that's hugely important to your and, brain. And again, and some of this is just keeping drilling down. Yeah. Why out loud? What's the, the out loud. Well, it's okay. not, it, it doesn't mean that reading's not helpful. No, reading but is. Out loud. Out is, loud is huge because your brain has to find the word, say the word out loud. Your brain then hears the word and recalls it back. So you're basically putting your brain on this loop. Of, yeah, I've got that. I've learned that. I've hold, held on to it. If you're trying to teach yourself something new, reading out loud is the fastest way to do it because you're teaching yourself how to do it. Mm -hmm. it's, an, it's an interesting cognitive loop that I could do a whole you know, neural cycle on to show you how that works, but that's fascinating. And if you have somebody that you're living with that has dementia, reading out loud to them does the same thing for your brain, for their brain as okay. it's doing for yours. Okay. It's the second best thing you can do for okay, them. Good. That's that's right there. That's one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Boom. Just read. Okay. Uh, Alzheimer's Disease International, a, syst a systematic review of 
Psychosocial Approaches for Dementia Care concluded that cognitive stimulation had the strongest evidence by far for cognitive benefits in dementia. Now, um, where do, I, the, the thing that cues me in on that quote is the psychosocial approaches for dementia. Mm-hmm. Where does um, interaction with others and stimulation come into play? Huge. Because we know that isolation... Will kill you. Is 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 it literally, literally will killer. kill the brain in small doses. Isolation will shut it down. Yeah. So when we talk about the healthiest social stimulation for mm-hmm. the brain, what is it? Group settings. The easiest way to do this is Dad getting gone. A- that whole group life thing we've been about for <laughs> I know. thirty years. Come to find out, it is really you important. were right. We were not meant to be isolated creatures. We were meant to be social creatures. And when your brain links up to other people, it fires up so many neurons in your brain. It's amazing because you can go into receiving of what other people are giving you, or you can be the person that's giving things back. And that combination of that oh, give and take good. is hugely helpful for the brain. Even the person with dementia wants to participate and have value. So even if you say, dad, will you come help me with this? The simple fact that he can still help you wash a vegetable or set a place setting makes him have value in that social setting. When you turn around and say, thank you so much, I couldn't have done this without you, it sends his endorphins right straight through the roof. And that's what's clearing away the brain fog. So that social setting, even in the smallest of environment of two people or a group setting of 30 people is amazing what it does Uh, for the brain. That's amazing. ARP's Global Council on Brain Health in 2019 stated it's not just about running three times a week. It's about a package of behaviors, including aerobic exercise, strength training, a health diet, sleep, and cognitive training. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this. The, uh, you know, we just covered the, physic- or the social side, the physical side of this right. and how your, your, what you do with your body affects your brain. Now, we literally know that's true. One of yeah. the things, in, again, in Players Boxes we teach is the Wonder Woman pose, that when you do the Wonder Woman pose, students, it sends energy to your brain. It uh-huh. sends stimulation. Your brain says, okay, game on. we, we got to get ready. Your slouching hurts your brain, mm-hmm. interestingly. Let's talk about that. Talk about that, that, then that. Now let's talk about the physical way we affect our brains. When you work out, remember, I think we've talked about this. I, I Sometimes I swear like I'm repeating myself because I do this so well, much. Well, I want to with this because, on, number one, we're going to have new listeners, and right. number two, we just need to hear some of this stuff over Oxygenated and blood over. gets to your feet before it gets to your brain. So if you're not actively trying to get oxygenated blood through your body, your brain is just kind of sitting there, oh, if you gosh. will, in it's a like stale, a swamp. stagnant, yeah. Nope. you got to clean that funk out That's of your brain. That's a great image. Wow. So you need oxygenated blood. And one of the things that we're actually so going to do... So watching football all day on no, Saturday No, it's not didn't, it. No, and screaming at the TV set surprisingly okay. right. is not okay. what I'm talking about. Okay? <laughs> surprisingly. Um, but it's like you could do a 20-minute walk and be in a conversation with somebody. And if that's all you can do, I will take it. But they're starting to show how, like, some resistance training, some weightlifting, nothing crazy. We're not talking about competing. But just something that actually gets you up and gets you going and gets that oxygenated blood flowing to the brain. Mm. We've talked about how we do box breathing when we're in a state of crisis. Um, there's actually some exercises that I will show everybody that they can do that really wakes the brain up just sitting still and just, you know, doing crossing center of gravity. And it, it's amazing what it does. I had my husband do it and he goes, oh, my gosh, this is making my brain short circuit. And I'm like, I know. Oh my God. And that's what we're trying to do. And he's a he's a workout freak. Yeah. Like. I mean, you know, so yeah. you're not talking about someone who no. is static. No, but he just that crossing the center, because taking you out of the mundane and putting you something that your brain wasn't mm-hmm. ready for is what stimulates it, triggers it and wakes it up. Hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Cognitive stimulation. As Brene Brown said so famously now, you can have comfort 
or you can have growth, but you can't have both. Can't have both. You know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta get out of your comfort zone if you want to have a healthy brain. Mm-hmm. Last one, Wall Street Journal, November 2019, a recent report commissioned by the Lancet, a medical journal, found around 35% of dementia cases might be prevented if people do things including exercises and engaging in cognitively stimulating activities, hence the name, which we chose last year, but the more uh, we're using it, the more I love it, Mind Hope. Mm-hmm. If this is the only podcast someone ever listens to from Mind Hope, mm-hmm. what do you want them to hear with regard to that? Mind Hope is a, it's all-encompassing. I'm going to talk to you, the individual, because I know you've got some fears because it's surrounding you. And whether you want to say those fears out loud or not, ignoring them isn't going to make this disease mm. miss you. There are some active things that you can do to kind of put a protective hedge around your brain, if you will, and I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna show you those things that you can do for yourself. And then if you're in the situation where you're caring for a spouse or a loved one, there's some things that you need to know to do to want to protect your mental health as well. And then what you can do to still have a, a sense of communication and technique with them. Because that's what this is all about. You talked about psychosocial. It's a connection with other people. And the part of this disease that is just crippling to the caregiver is that I suddenly no longer can communicate with you in a way that's meaningful for either one of us. So I'm going to show you So it's just a, it's a rapid decline. It's rapid. That, 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 and sometimes uh, it's like falling down a set of steps. It can happen really fast. And sometimes it's just like a slow, and you just don't know what's happening. And it's just, it's exacerbating because it, you are saying goodbye to this person slowly over time. And what you want with that person is a connection. And I'm going to show you techniques and tricks on how to get that connection. Mm-hmm. Because it changes... The person, yes, but it does not have to change the dynamics. Well, just changing the dynamics, but it doesn't have to change that there's a relationship there. They might not know who you are anymore, that that's my husband, but they will know that you are somebody that's of value and that they can trust as long as there's these certain techniques that you always want to follow. So don't give up if they don't know no, you. That doesn't no. mean the relationship's over. No. Yeah. There's hope in there because there's your inner person, if you will, your mind, your soul connects to that person. Okay. Only if you're allowing yourself to let that happen. If you shut down and you get angry and the situation isn't the way you want it, you're going to push them away. Mm -hmm. But if you can get past that and not slide down the hill with them yet, you know, you can still have that connection with Mm -hmm. them. And that was the hardest thing I learned with my father and my brother. And then what I do in my just in my living is that I teach people how to have those connections. Romans 5, Paul says, perseverance produces hope. Hope does not disappoint. As long as you have hope. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's the thing that we want to provide is, is that, that, that gal out there who's just at a loss with her mother, just one more day, Yep. one more day, keep going. Give us for that person who's listening right now, give them a reason to listen to the next one, because what we're going to do the next one is we're going to introduce some of the basics of mm-hmm. what we're going to do with brain boot camp and mm-hmm. support systems. So why should they listen to the next session? You use the word cognitive stimulation all four times in those quotes. Mm-hmm. Anybody curious as to what that is? Oh, there you go. Good hook. Good, <laughs> good lead, as they call in the radio podcast business, there we Lori go. Horseman. You're a pro. <laughs> Well, until next session on cognitive stimulation with Mind Hope, I'm Charlie McMahon. That's Lori Horseman. We hope to be with you next time.